0: Start reading in James chapter 5 verse 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man of subject, was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by a space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Um, this, uh, <clears throat> I'd like to try to speak to you today about effectual fervent prayer. And... Uh, Especially pray for me this morning. I've uh, uh, been trying to meditate on all, all week what I would try to speak to you today, and this wasn't it. As I left home this morning, the subject came on my mind. I've tried. I've, I've spoken on it before, but uh, I need the Lord's. Uh, you know, I I feel good about it because it's really a strong impression. It's not always that. It's it's a good time. For me, because I'm not quibbling over what I should preach on in my mind. I don't know if I need to tell you all that. Now, whether I'm going to do my part and the Lord bless me, I have no idea. But I don't have to guess, because this is a strong impression on me this morning, that we talk a little bit about effectual, fervent prayer. But pray for me that the Lord would bless us together. Uh, he is saying here, <clears throat> confess your faults one to another, pray one for another that ye may be healed. He's talked about pray for one for another, pray for the sick. And on the heels of that, he's giving an encouragement. And he's saying, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And this is a... Um, encouragement to do what he just said. Pray for the sick. Pray for one another. That they may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And he gives the example of Elijah. Elijah the Tishbite. I don't know why I like that word Tishbite. It just rolls off. Elijah the Tishbite. First, first uh, Kings chapter 17, we're going to find Elijah the Tishbite. And you know you'll remember with Elijah that well, we just read it, He prayed that it might not rain. And let's, let's look at the text. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by a space of three years and six months. So there was a three and a half year period where there was no rain. And it didn't rain because Elijah prayed that it not rain. That's what it just says. And it didn't rain. And he prayed again though at the end. And the heavens gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. So we want to look at Elijah's prayer because God has given us an example. I mean, he's 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 told us that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, and Elijah was one such man. And this is the example. But before we look at this, the first thing I want you to understand is that God tells us something about Elijah. His prayer was effectual. Okay? I mean, it worked. There was results. You may think, well, yeah, well, you know, he was a prophet of God. Of course, his prayers are effectual. They get results. You know, I'm just a, you know, I'm just me. You know, I'm just a little bitty you know doorkeeper in the house of the Lord I'm not a preacher I'm not a prophet I'm not uh you know I'm you know this was a man of God Well the first thing God tells us in verse 17 it says that Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are If I put it in my own words you know he you know he, well not not that this is putting in own no words, but I'll just say he put on his breeches one leg at a time just like everybody else. Okay? He didn't have an effectual, fervent prayer and able to pray an effectual, fervent prayer just because he was a prophet of God. He, he was a man subject to like passions like anybody else. He's a man. All right? In regard to him being able to pray with an effectual, fervent prayer, he didn't have any advantage on anybody here because he was a prophet of God. Okay. Well on the same level. He's a man of like passions as we are. And we can pray. And we can have an effectual fervent prayer. As well. As Elijah. Okay. Alright. <clears throat> the first thing I want to look at is. The Lord doesn't tell us here that. Any old prayer is necessarily going to be effectual. He says a fervent prayer, an effectual fervent prayer. You can have a lackadaisical prayer rather than a fervent prayer. That word fervent comes from a, a word that means heat. It's a heated up prayer. This effectual prayer is an intense prayer. All right? Let's look at a few scriptures. In Romans chapter 15, verse 30, says, "Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit, That ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Notice what he says. This is a stri- he says striving in prayer. This is an intense, fervent prayer. It's, it's a, it's a stri- doesn't striving sound like you're doing some work, doesn't it? That's right. See, prayer can be a lot of work. Can we do it right? Because we are laboring. We are focused. It's a fervent prayer. It's a fervent... Let's say it's a request. It's a fervent request. You know, not all prayer is requests. I don't want you to go away thinking that. we could be praising God if fervently with the intensity of our heart. He says that you strive... Together with me in your prayers to God for me. Let's get one more verse. Go to Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. Epiphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Laboring fervently. In other words, a, a a fervent, intense prayer. It's, it's, not, a, uh, it's not a lackadaisical prayer. It's, it's not a what I call a, a romper room prayer. You know, God is great. God is good. Let us thank you for your food. Dig in. You say, oh, you meant amen. Well, usually we're just thinking about digging in, right? I shouldn't say that's usually. <clears throat> but, you know, we can get caught up when... With just a a repetition thing, right? I've been to many of a meeting. And I can't just put it on anybody else. I've had the same experience. You ever prayed? Say grace? Or maybe at the end of the church service. We give thanks for the blessing. Did I give thanks for the blessing? I don't know. Did I? You know, our we can have such vain repetition sometimes. It's kind of like when we we sing these hymns, right? I can sing these hymns. I know them backwards and forwards. I may not be worshiping God. I may not be intent on on really thinking about what I'm saying in singing, right? See it all. You know, it's our, our perspective. See. We can go through the form in prayer, is what I'm trying to tell you. But if I'm gonna have an effectual fervent prayer, I'm not, it's not going through any kind of a form. It's a serious thing. And it's an intense prayer. It's, it's a, 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 a prayer that is focused, intense, striving. And the Lord knows That it's an important thing, a fervent prayer. Go with me to, uh, let's go to Luke chapter eleven. On this occasion, the disciples of Jesus, our disciples of our Lord said, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And I'm going to skip, you know, a little bit of this because I'm not going into the parts. There's a lot to be said and learned about the different subject matter that's in this model prayer, if you will. But he gets on down to verse five. He still hadn't finished talking about prayer. He says, which of you having a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut and my children are in bed with me. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity will he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. He says, You go knock on your friend's house, he says, Hey, give me a loaf of bread. Just because he's your friend, not gonna do it. But because of the intense need and the necessity. There's something dire straight here. I've got people coming in. I need to feed them. He says he'll, because of this importunity, he'll rise and give as many as you need. See, so he, hadn't, he hadn't left prayer yet. The Lord knows if this is an importune thing, if this is an important thing that I'm praying for. And the fervor in which I pray. And I request of the Lord is going to show the Lord if this is really an important thing with me or not. Is this an important thing? Is, is am, I, am I showing forth that, Lord, I'm in a dire strait. Lord, help me. It's kind of like in the Bible study this morning. I'm in trouble. Help me. I imagine David when he says, Lord, I'm in trouble. Help me. That that was... A little fervency there. And the more trouble you are in, the more fervent your prayer is. And my prayer. Alright? The more fervent our prayer is. You know, a nonchalant kind of prayer and you say, oh, I've got to pray for it. You. You go to bed. You, 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 I'm going through the form and I say my prayers. That may be a different kind of prayer than when you've got a spouse or a loved one or a child banged up and broken bones from a car wreck in ICU in a hospital. And brother, now it's time for prayer. It's time for fervent, intense prayer. You see how it gets notched up a level of the importance. How important is it See, God knows when I'm praying how focused I am and if it's an intense, if I'm striving and I'm, I'm pouring out my soul unto the Lord. Like Hannah over there in 2 Samuel, 1 Samuel 1, she was pouring out her soul unto the Lord. That's what she said. A effectual, it's a fervent prayer. Striving, laboring prayer. I'm talking about a prayer that's intense. I'm talking about a prayer that may have strong crying and tears. I'm talking about a prayer that is, that's, uh, that's, that's intense. It's a fervent prayer. Things are heated up. Fervent. And God knows if I'm just, this is just like a casual, nonchalant prayer, or if I'm really focused. And it doesn't have to be just things we want. Am I really thankful? A prayer of thanksgiving. Do I just go through the form and say, oh Lord, thank you for the food. Amen. Do I really, when I'm praying and I'm being thankful, do I really contemplate that yes, I am really, really thankful? Because I, Lord hadn't had to bless me. He wasn't under obligation to bless me and give me food. There's lots of people living in this world who have enough to eat. Lord, yes. Lord, I'm, look in my heart and see I'm thankful. It's a focused, Prayer An effectual fervent prayer is a focused prayer. It's an intense prayer and it's a prayer from the heart. It's the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man that will avail much. Let me look. Let me, let me give you an example of an effectual fervent prayer. Turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 20. There was a king named Hezekiah who had an illness, a sickness that was unto death. He was going to die from. What did I say well ago? We started having a facial, fervent prayer. We got somebody in ICU. Well, they didn't have an ICU back in those days, I guess. But the prophet just came to him and says, "Get your house in order. You've got a sickness unto death. You're going to die and not live." Now, let me turn over there. Second Kings, chapter twenty, verse one. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him. Thus saith the Lord, set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. He had a sickness unto death. He's going to die. God says, look, you go tell Isaiah, you go tell Hezekiah. This is the king Hezekiah. King of Judah. You're going to die of this sickness. And then he turned his face to the wall. And prayed unto the Lord. This was not a romper room prayer. This was not a casual. This was not just a a flippant prayer to God. This was an intense, laboring, striving prayer that he cried. He was praying with tears unto God. He turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how that I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart have done that which is good in in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore, sore. He didn't just weep, he wept sorely. This was a intense prayer of importunity. And it came to a pass afore that Isaiah was gone out of the middle court. That the word of the Lord came to him saying. Turn again and tell Hezekiah the captain of my people. Thus saith the Lord. The God of David thy father. I have heard. Listen is what he says. I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears Behold, I will heal thee on the third day thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria and defend it for my own name's sake and for David's sake. Isaiah hadn't finished going out of the place when God sent him back. Says, I've heard your prayer. I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. And I'm going to heal you. Somebody asked, does prayer ever, does it even, does it ever work? It sure does. Does prayer work? It sure does. Worked right there. Effectual fervent prayer. And God changed the course of death that would have happened to Hezekiah had he not prayed. Somebody says, don't you believe that there's a time to be born, a time to die and you know uh you know well certainly I do the word of god says there's a time to be born and a time to die but that does not mean that uh somehow god just you know fixed it arbitrarily according to his own self in eternity when you're going to die and none's ever going to change no if that was the case, you know, someone says, known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the work of creation. Well, certainly that's true. Certainly he knew that in this sickness unto death that Hezekiah is going to pray to him and he knew what he was going to honor that prayer and add to his life 15 years. <clears throat> Do I believe that there's a time to die? If there was a certain time for die, to die? For Hezekiah, I certainly do. It was 15 years after what it would have been if he hadn't prayed. Because if he had not prayed, and God honored that prayer, that strong crying and tears prayer, that fervent prayer, if God had not honored that prayer, and healed him and added unto him 15 years... Hezekiah would have died from that sickness. Isn't that what the prophet said? You have a sickness unto death. You'll die and not live. Alright? So there's a little, uh, you know, if, if you happen to be the idea that, well, prayer really doesn't change everything. God's done fixed it. No. Prayer, the factual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. His prayer was an intense, laborious, Fervent prayer. All right. What what else about his prayer? Let's go back to uh, James. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. There is a striving, intense prayer And I didn't really, I should have, I should have finished what the Lord said over there when he's teaching about prayer. Let's go back to Luke chapter 11 just for a moment. Luke chapter 11. And I say unto you verse 9, ask and it shall be given you, seek and you shall find, knock it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Someone might say to me, well, you know, I, that that's, you know, that can't be true what the Lord said because I've, I've, I've asked before and he didn't give. You know, when the Lord says, ask and it should be given unto you, seek and you should find, knock and it should be open," He didn't say when that was going to happen. He didn't say when that was going to happen. But it will happen. Which gets me into the next thing about prayer, about an effectual fervent prayer, is that it is a persevering prayer. It's a persevering prayer. And we'll look at his specific prayer when he prayed that it might rain. And we're gonna get over there and take a look at that in a moment. The first time he prayed, Elijah prayed for it to rain, didn't rain. The next time he prayed, it didn't rain either. But he kept on kept it, keeping on until it rained. Let's let's go ahead and go look at that. Turn with me to 1 Kings 18. We'll look at that first. 1 Kings 18. The example that God gives us of an effectual fervent prayer is that he prayed that it might not rain it didn't rain. Then it says he prayed again. And the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Now that's all it says here in five eighteen of James. He prayed again, and rain, heaven gave rain. Well, there's a little bit more to it than that. Over here in First Kings chapter eighteen, we're going to find that. I wonder, let's let's look at the account where he prayed. And after he'd gone up against uh, all the false prophets and the uh, prophets of Baal and uh won't go into that. Verse 41. We begin reading in 1 Kings eighteen forty-one. 41. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the abundance of rain. An abundance, a sound of the abundance of rain. And one of the things about a fervent prayer is it's a confident prayer. If we pray according to God's will, that He heareth us. He is a believing prayer. He is a, um, I'll just say one more thing about that. In 1st, 1st John chapter, uh, 5, verse 14 says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. Okay? Now, we may ask something that's not according to God's will. Doesn't mean you get everything you ask for. Alright. But we, we have this confidence we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. Sometimes you ask and you have not because you ask amiss. You know, it cannot, you know, it's gotta be the Lord's will. He can do what He wants, but God will give you, God will answer prayer. Okay. Um but let's let's look over here. First Kings. Elijah's confident. He's telling Ahab, get up, hear the, the sound of the abundance of rain. It ain't rained for three and a half years. And he said, Hey, you hear the rain yet? Sound pretty confident to me, didn't he? Get up, Ahab. Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a the sound of the abundance of rain. Hadn't rained in three and a half years. Still don't hear it. Oh, you just wait for it. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and put his face between his knees. I hope I don't have to tell you what he's doing. He's praying. He's down on his knees, put his head down, and he's praying to the Lord. He goes up the top of Carmel, and he puts his face between his knees, and he's praying to the Lord. Remember, it says in James, he prayed unto the Lord that it rained. This is this is where he prayed unto the Lord, and it began raining after three and a half years. But it's going to take him a little bit to get to the rain because he put down his his he he, he cast himself down upon the earth, put his face between his knees, and said to his servant. Go up now, look toward the sea. Let me just read this whole thing through. And he said to his servant, Go forth and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There's nothing. And he said, Go again. Seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heavens, the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. Great rain. You know what he had to do? Why seven times? Well, it took him seven times. He prayed seven times. He prayed, told his servant to go look, see if you see any clouds. Nothing. So what did he do? Okay, I'm going to pray again. So he went down he prayed again. Okay, so seven times. So what did he do? Elijah got down on his knees. He prayed to God a fervent striving prayer. Lord, that it might rain. I don't know how long he prayed, but he got done. He told his servant, go look. His servant went and looked. See, Nothing. Okay, so he got down on his knees and he prayed that the Lord would send rain fervently. He told his servant, go look. He goes up and looks. See nothing. What did Elijah do? Well, he went down on his knees and he he put his hands before his knees and he prayed unto the Lord that it might not that it might bring forth rain, that the Lord would send rain upon the earth, and he prayed fervently unto the Lord to bring rain. When he got done, he told his servant, "Go up, look." Servant went up and looked, see nothing. What did he do? He put his head between his... Y'all getting tired of me doing this yet? <laughs> do we get tired of praying? See, we're talking about perseverance. See, I'm only number three. I got. I could do this uh, to seven. And you'd really be tired of hearing me saying the same thing and describing what happened. Oh, we give up too easy in prayer. He didn't give up. Oh, no. He prayed unto God again. Send his servant up go look don't see any clouds yet okay well we're not done yet and he goes back he goes back he goes back he's persevering in prayer he's not fainting away said oh well you know see we give up too quick he said well the lord I pray the lord he didn't answer me Someone, someone, said, okay. <clears throat> someone said, well, you know, the Lord always answers you in your prayer. Sometimes the answer is no. Well, I'm going to tell you sometimes the Lord doesn't answer you the first time, the second time. Elijah didn't get an answer. What if Elijah had gone down and the first time he prayed to the Lord and let it rain, go send, certain, go look. I don't see a cloud. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll go to the house. I guess the answer was no. Because it didn't start raining. So I guess God's answer was no. Was God's answer no? No. Because He sent the rain. God just didn't answer Him in the first prayer. Or the second prayer. Or the third time. Or the fourth time. I remember the Apostle Paul one time. He says he, he says that uh, uh, he had a thorn in the flesh. He said he prayed three times that it might be removed from him. You know why he prayed three times? Because he didn't get an answer the first time. He didn't get an answer the second time. You know why he just prayed three times? Because he got an answer at the third time. But it wasn't what he requested. Take this thorn from me in the flesh. This messenger of Satan. He said my grace is sufficient. He got an answer. No it's not my will that that you remove this thorn in your flesh. But I give you grace to bear it. That was the answer. The answer was no. But I'm going to give you my grace. Do you be able to bear it? That was the answer. He didn't get that answer the first time he prayed. You pray or I pray one time and say, well, you know, the Lord didn't give what I asked or whatever. So I guess the answer is no. No, don't take that position because that's a, not accurate. God can give you an answer. And if you have a thing in your life, whatever it may be, and you're praying to God about it to give you direction, He can give you direction. You just got to keep praying. And He may not give you what you're asking for, but He can give you that answer of no. It's not my will. And give you a peace about that. I prayed three, Paul says, three times that it might be removed from me. Turn, turn, turn Turn with me to Matthew chapter 15. You remember that little Gentile woman that came out of Canaan? Let's read a little bit about her. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. She knew you know, you know why she addressed him like that? She knew who he was. And that's why she was petitioning him. Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. Why, Really? He's petitioning the Lord, she's petitioning the Lord in person, not in prayer, but in person, and he answered her not a word. You know the Lord could do the same to us. We pray a prayer, answer not a word. You know what he might be trying, he might be doing? See if I'm going to continue on. How important is it? Made to think of a a story of a you know a dad and a little boy about five or six years old, you know watching TV. They have a, a commercial comes on, you know with, you know with footballs or whatever. Hey, daddy, daddy, I, can you give me a football for Christmas? Oh, I really need a football for Christmas, daddy, daddy, daddy. Oh yeah, okay, son. He goes back and watches television. Fifteen minutes later, daddy, 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 I, I want a Nintendo for Christmas, and it's really important. I, I, I mean, I just can't live that. a Nintendo daddy. Oh, please, 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 please. Oh, okay, son. Thirty minutes later, it'd be something else. You know, it's whatever's, you know, oh, all oh, this hype. It would make a lot more impression upon the dad if the son come to him and, you know, a more serious time and really said, you know, Dad, I really want this thing. This is important to me. Oh, yeah, son. But if the son comes back and continues to keep coming back, Dad's going to get the idea pretty soon, well, this must be pretty important to this person. And it's through his repetitious of coming back and coming back that the dad understands that, you know, this obviously is on the boy's mind. It's... I mean, he keeps coming back to me with this, so maybe it's something substantial that's that's in his heart. You know how he learned that? By his perpetual, repetitive coming back, petitioning him, petitioning him, perseverance. You see that? This woman of Canaan, her her daughter was grievously vexed with the devil, The Lord didn't answer her a word. Did she just pack up her bags and go on back to the house? No, she didn't. What did she do? She was persistent. Persistent. Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him that his Christ say, "Send her away, for she crieth after us." Well, I didn't get it. I didn't get him to say anything. Now she's crying after the disciples. I mean, this woman won't leave us alone. You know, the disciples appeared to be bothered. Here's this woman. She's crying after us. Crying after us. Lord, send her away. She's bothering us because she was persistent. Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Lord, help. She didn't give up, did she? Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Wow. He still didn't give her her petition and heal her daughter. He basically said, you know what? I, I'm sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You're just a dog. And here's, here's another thing of effectual fervent prayer I just throw in here is you're humble before God. You know that God is God and I am just a poor, unworthy sinner. She knew. It's not meat to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. He just called her a dog. That's how the Jews saw the Gentiles. She said, truth, Lord. She's acknowledging, yeah, I tried, I'm just a dog. I'm I'm nothing. Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs that fall from the master's table. I'm just a dog looking for a little bitty crumb. And Jesus answered and said to her, O oh woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. The first time she made petition to him, he answered her not a word. If she'd have left, said, well, I guess that means no. Her daughter wouldn't be healed because that wasn't the answer the Lord was going to give. He just didn't give her an answer. He answered her not a word. It was the Lord's will that he granted her petition and her daughter was made whole. Effectual, fervent prayer. Part of that is being persistent in prayer. Continue on like Elijah. Pray again. Keep praying again. Keep praying again. Turn with me to Luke 18. And Jesus teaches this in a parable about perseverance in prayer. Chapter eighteen, verse one, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men are always to pray and not to faint. Don't faint away and go by by the wayside. Don't don't quit praying after you you know done a, 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 a you know time or two and and you know you didn't get anywhere and uh, you don't really get an answer and uh, no. He spake this parable to, 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 that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying there was in a city a judge, which feareth not God, nor regardeth man. And there was a widow in the, that city, and she came unto him saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. Now, this little woman came to the judge, says, Avenge me of my adversary, and he would not for a while. But afterwards, Afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Weary him how? By the continual coming. Coming again. You remember the woman there that her, her daughter was grievously vexed with the devil? She was crying out to the Lord, crying, continual coming, uh, after the disciples, send her away. she troubled us. She's crying after us. Continue, continue, continue. She wasn't fainting, by the way. She kept on and on and on. She persisted in prayer, didn't faint away. This little woman, it says here, and here's the example. This judge said he didn't give her her petition for a while. He would not for a while, it says in verse 4. But you know what? He got tired of her coming and pestering him. And he says, though I don't regard God or men, or I really don't care anything, I just say, you know, I don't think you care anything about this woman. But you know what? I'm going to give her her petition, lest by her continual coming, she just wears me out. And the Lord says, "Hear what the unjust, this old unjust judge that doesn't really care about God or doesn't regard men, look what he did. He gave her request, alright? And the lesson is, you know, if, if the old unjust judge that really doesn't care anything about the woman or God or men or anything, you know, doesn't respect them, doesn't regard them, if he'll give that request, how much more will the God of heaven that love you give you your petition? Under those that cry unto him day and night. Which speaks of repetition and continuance, doesn't it? What does he say? Let's read the rest. <clears throat> verse 5. Starting verse 5. Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. Now it's, that's what the unjust judge is going to do. What he says. He said, it shall not God avenge his own elect Which cry day and night unto him. Though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Notice he says. Shall not God avenge his own elect. Which cry day and night. Sounds like repetition doesn't it? Cry day and night unto him. Though he bear long with them. I mean, he bore a little long with Elijah. He had to pray seven times. It may be 17 times. It might be 170 times. I don't know. But if you don't faint and you keep praying, that's part of an effectual fervent prayer. And he says, shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Okay. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. That can, sounds like a contradiction. <laughs> How's he going to avenge them speedily when he's bearing long with them? Well, you know what? I mean, the Lord, Lord's not bound by time. I mean, <clears throat> it may seem long to us, but it's not to the Lord. <clears throat> Perseverance in prayer. Continue on in praying. Part of the Christian armor in Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That's talking about persevering in prayer, not fainting by the wayside. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It's an intense, striving, laboring prayer, focused prayer from the heart. And brother, it's going to be a persevering in prayer. Don't give up the first time. Ask and you shall find. Didn't say when. Keep on keeping on. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Don't forget to continue on in prayer and don't, don't be, don't faint by the way when you don't see a answer. It may be the Lord hadn't given you an answer yet and he is just sitting back and he's going to see how serious am I when I approach unto him in prayer. The affectionate fervent prayer of a righteous man, a bell of May God bless you is my prayer.